This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. It's on its way. There it goes. And the Yankees are going for the win. better really should have swept that series um but they were able to salvage it with the whoops final two games there taking two out of three what's happening everybody i'm your host rj carbone and you are listening to or maybe watching episode 372 of bd4 where there's no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis we also do mma on the weekends Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. So, if you are new here, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, And if you feel free, if you feel like it, if you enjoy this uh, podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, be sure you subscribe um, and, you know, download the episodes on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. Uh, you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, and if you do listen to us there, give us a five-star rating and review. We're currently a five-star podcast. would like to keep it that way. Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcasts, many other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. And again, be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Comment. If you want, give me some feedback, give me your take on a few things going on with the Yankees, whatever you want to share, be sure to do that. And guys, I also write a blog. I write for ultimatesportsnetworks.com. So if you go there and you put into the search bar either my name or the title of my blog, you'll find my blog, the Bomber Bocker blog. And you can subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com by using promo code 6A2841ERJC. Alright, this way you get discount 10% off everything using promo code 6A2841ERJC if you go and subscribe to the Bomber Bacher blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. And lastly, you can also find me on social media. If you want to find me on Facebook, that's r.j.carbone, RJ Carbone. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. So, with that all said, welcome to the show. Uh, guys, tonight, now, this isn't going to be um, as short as episode 371 was, which, listen, I was really annoyed Um with the way that Chicago White Sox series went, in particular the two games on Sunday. 
So I barely, I didn't even have an episode. I mean, it was literally a four or five minute rant. And then that was it. <laughs> we did nothing. Um, so this will be a short episode, but it won't be that short. Uh, just because I've got work in the morning. Uh, I started a new job. Um, and so I'm going to be doing, you know, some of the weekday episodes might not be 45 minutes to an hour. They may be closer to 30 to 45 minutes, but we'll still be able to get everything in because we're efficient like that on the show. So with any, uh, without anything else said, I think we, uh, um, I think we said everything we needed to, uh, let's dive into the show. Let's talk about this three game set where the Yanks took two at home to wrap up their homestand against the Orioles. First, we'll head to our first break. Be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 372. 372 of the podcast. I am your host, RJ. Um, thank you for tuning in, and let's talk about it. Let's start up, of course, with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day to warm up our brains. Um, so we did not have a question of the day for 371, which again was a joke of an episode. Uh, I just had to throw something out there because I was angry and ranted and didn't have the energy to do a full organized episode. Uh, so for, for episode 372, we are back with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. And this time I am asking you, pretty simple, who leads the Yankees all time in sacrifice flies? That's as a hitter, of course. Who leads the Yankees all-time in sacrifice flies? All right, so let me know the answer. If you get it correct, I'll give you a shout-out on the next show. If you get it incorrect, but you know, at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. All right, but for this show, let's talk Yanks right now. Let's get right into the show and uh, go over game one of this series, which, yeah, it was rough. Uh you know, the Yankees took the 6-4 to four loss. Um, and you hate losing games with your ace on the mound, right? That was a big problem for the Yankees last season. Is uh, It was when Garrett Cole took the mound that they found ways to lose instead of win. 
Houston games you must win, especially Garrett Cole against the Baltimore Orioles. Um, so it was Cole versus Lyles. Bottom of the first, the Yanks did score firm early. Uh, Judge Homer to center field. It was one nothing. Bottom of the second, the Yanks tacked on. Hicks reached third on an error. Uh, Trevi, the RBI single to center field. It's two nothing Yankees. Top of the third. That's when the tide kind of changes a bit. Garrett Cole gets rocked. Uh, we'll get to the specifics later, but he surrenders, you know, an RBI double to Chirinos. It was a two-run single to Hayes. Then another run came across on a ground ball force out later. It was 4-2 Baltimore after the top of the third. Bottom of the fifth came. The Yankees did tie it up. Judge drilled his second bomb of the game to left field for a two-run home run. The Yankees tied at four. Top of the sixth, Garrett Cole got tagged for another run. Um, this time it was Urias with a solo bomb. It's five for Baltimore. Top of the ninth, Peralta in. What does Wandy do? He hangs a changeup. Chirinas gets a deep sack fly out of it to the warning track in left field. It's six to four, Baltimore, and the Yankees lose once again. At the time, it was three in a row, and I believe four of their last five. Um, yeah, it was a, it was again, it was a really rough game to watch. Um, you just you need to win those games. Uh, Garrett Cole ended up going eight innings, seven hits allowed, five runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts, one home run, 110 pitches, and the loss. His fastballs were mainly the problem in this game. Uh, his, his fastballs were getting obliterated. And I, I use that plural because there are a bunch of hard hit outs on the cutter, for one. But also that third inning... Jesus, talk about a batting practice four-seamer. The third inning, you had Urias, the leadoff double, off of the four-seamer. You had Chirinos, you know, for back-to-back doubles off of a four-seamer the very next at-bat. Mullins singles off his four-seamer two batters later. Then Hayes gets the slider. And then Mancini, the single later in the inning off a of four-seamer. <laughs> the home run he allowed in the sixth inning came off the four-seamer. It was rough. Uh, it, it you know we saw when Cole struggled last year and at the beginning of this year, the fastball was getting hit around, right? Um, when Boston beat him up, it was the fastball. Uh, really, just like post spider attack, when everybody was everybody, including myself, was making a big deal of, of is he going to be the same? It was the fastball that got hit around. Um, I don't know if he was tipping his pitches. That very well could have been a case on, on uh, was it Tuesday? Was this a Tuesday game? No, this was Monday. I don't know. He could have been tipping his pitches, whatever it was, you know, gave up five runs. Um, and then he had some dominant in- innings in there, too. It was very frustrating, right? He had a strong first inning with 14 pitches, gets two strikeouts in the second inning. Every out was a strikeout in the fifth and sixth inning. And, you know, just one hit in those two innings, the home run. Um, had no walks, and then had 11 strikeouts overall. And he went eight innings. Saved the bullpen. But again, as the ace of the team, the guy who's making the money, you're not going to get that benefit of the doubt of at least you won eight, he struck out 11, blah, blah, blah. You can't respond to a repulsive Sunday as the ace by surrendering five runs to the Baltimore O's. 
that can't happen. So if you're Garrett Cole, he needs to bounce back in this Tampa series at the Trop this weekend. Um, so he had the great string of starts, um, a bump in the road. Hopefully that's all that was against Baltimore there. But now he needs to put together a, a great one versus a much better lineup, much better team in the Tampa Bay Rays. Going to go, going to be going up against better pitching, toe to toe with. So, but it, it's funny, man, because you know most Yankees fans know what they're talking about. I like to think, um, but like, <laughs> I, I read this one blog. Um, from time to time, just for, I'm not going to say the title of the blog because I don't want to be harsh and, and mean to them because they're, they're, you know, I like to think they, they produce good content, but from time to time I'll read their blogs just for like pure cringe and entertainment because talk about excuse making and overanalyzing, trying to sound smart and technical to a point where you sound ridiculous I mean, Jesus Christ, in this blog, it was recapping the game on Monday, and you keep seeing the word weird to describe Cole's start. Weird, weird, weird. Just call it bad. Like, just call it flat out bad. They kept bringing up the strikeouts, the eight innings, the no walks. Just call it bad. Like, nobody gives a damn about the strikeouts to walks ratio if you're getting smacked around for... Hits and hard hit outs. You know, doesn't Babip say that that was not a good performance? <laughs> like these analytics queens who've never played baseball in their life, or who were maybe never really great at it because they didn't put in the work ethic, are the same ones who most likely grew up receiving participation trophies and calling others stubborn who disagree with their stubbornness. It's, it's nobody talks like that in real life. Like nobody talks about. FIP in real life. You never see anybody talk about WOBA or F-WAR or all this. Like, nobody... You ever go to a game and talk to a real Yankees fan? They're going to laugh at you if you talk if you start talking like, like, a, like a robot. They're going to laugh at you. Nobody gives a shit. But they're just in their own little bubble. Alright? And I just thought, just to keep... They, they did everything they could to not call Garrett Cole's start a down start. That's all you had to say was it was an off start. You could have said he bounced back on the next one. Weird, weird, weird. And they kept going back to, well, he had some positives in there. Oh, Christ. Uh, Peralta threw an inning, two hits, one run, no walks, no homers, no strikeouts. Uh, He's barely being used by Aaron Boone along with some others, or at least he wasn't. I'm sure he's got to be relied on now. Um, So you wonder why he was so rusty. Um, Odor, you know, singles off of his hanging sinker. Urias, the same thing. Then the sack fly there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all for the pitching. Offensively, the Yankee bats, um, not much, you know, not a whole bunch. Let's go back to the big screen here. Um, where are we? Oh, yeah, four runs on five hits, two for extra bases, four walks, nine strikeouts, two double plays hit into, one for four in scoring position, five left on base, and one error in the field that was by Rizzo. Um, There was no DJ in this game. We'll get to that. No Donaldson, uh, Gallo, and Higgy. We'll get to all that. Um, Yeah, Judge was two for three. He had the two home runs. Three RBIs, 
and a walk in that game. He has, I mean, there's not much to describe his season other than he's just been phenomenal. Um, I think he's having a better season this year than he did back in 2017. Um, he's hitting the balls just as far, you know, because last year he had a good year. He had a very good year, uh, but he wasn't hitting like 2017 shots. This year he's hit 2017 shots, and he's batting well over 300. I mean, he's just matured so much as a hitter. He's not just a slugger. I know that's cliche, but Aaron Judge is is don't want to use the word contact hitter because he strikes out a lot, but he's he's a hitter. He's a complete hitter. I think it's the best way to describe him. Um, Rizzo, Glaber, and Trevino, the only other Yankees in the uh, in the game with a hit. Rizzo also walked uh, Trevino and RBI in there. Hicks and Floreal, the only others to reach base with a walk apiece. Um, Stanton, you know, slumping. Uh, I was going to talk about this is who he is, how he's just hot and cold. He started, you know, chasing the outside slider recently. But I'm going to, you know, attribute that to the injury um, for now. But the, we'll get to that. Um, Lyles, you know, the Yankees, he went six and two-thirds, three runs. So he pitched a quality start. He's faced us four times this season, and in three of those outings, he's allowed three earned runs or less. I mean, come on. If you go look this guy up on baseball reference, Jordan Lyles, no disrespect, but this is a guy with a career 516, and he's been in baseball since 2011 in the big leagues. He's got a career 516 ERA. So Lyles is, he's not some up-and-coming prospect. He's a 31-year-old journeyman pitcher who the Yankees, for some reason, can't figure out. They got to him once, and they got to him pretty good, but three out of four of his starts against the Yankees should not have went the way they went. Um, But the Yankees, again, they they were able to bounce back. Uh, Tuesday was probably one of the more emotional wins of the season. And let's get right into Tuesday's game, where the Yankees took the extra innings victory 7-6 to six after 11. It was Montgomery versus Jordan Zimmerman. The bottom of the first, the Yankees once again scoring early. Gotta love it. Rizzo, a solo home run to the second deck in right field versus the lefty Zimmerman. Goes lefty on lefty. He's always been able to hit left-handed pitching. one nothing Yankees. Bottom of the third, the Yankees score again via the solo shot. This time it's Trevino going into the Baltimore bullpen, 2-0. Bottom of the fourth, another solo shot when Glaber Torres homers to left center field, 3-0. In the top of the fifth, the Orioles do play to run. Odor, the RBI ground out, it's 3-1. Top of the seventh, uh, the tide kind of shifts. Monty surrenders a home run to Hayes, it's 3-2. King later surrenders a home run to Odor, it's 5-3. Baltimore takes the lead. Bottom of the 7th, the Yankees do clutch up again though. Glaber Torres, home run to left center over the State Farm sign, 5-4 Baltimore. Then Trevino, the big RBI single to right field, ties the game at 5 in the bottom of the 7th. You go to the top of the 11th. Once we get to extras, an inning after the 10th, Manfred Runner scores for the Orioles when Hayes grounds out. It's 6-5 Baltimore. 
bottom of the 11th, though, that's when the Yankees walk it off. Um, IKF, the RBI single to tie it at six, bringing home the Manfred runner. Trevino then gets the big one, the walk-off RBI single. The Yankees win 7-6. to six. Now, there's a lot to unpack in this game. So I want to get to all that as soon as we get back from break. We're going to take another quick break here on the show. Stay with us. We will be right there. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is R.J. Carbone. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 372 of BD4. I am your host, RJ Carbone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Lots more to come. All right, so from this game to uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday night? No, this was Tuesday night. Yeah, lots to unpack. Uh, first of all, uh, Montgomery goes six plus innings, four hits surrendered, two runs, no walks, five strikeouts, a home run, 88 pitches thrown, and, and another no decision. Um I'm starting to think that pitcher Jordan Montgomery will never get a win. He will never get run support. I just, I feel bad. Like he, like, like they scored three runs for him, which was maybe the most they've scored for him outside of his last turn in the rotation where I think they scored five, maybe. But man, it, it's, it's got to suck. Like, I know, I know the wins don't mean anything to fans, but I'm a pitcher, and anybody else who has pitched, you know, in their life in competitive baseball, they'll tell you the same thing. You want the win. You pitch to get a win. You like the look of it. You like the look of a record. Next to your name, you like seeing wins. And, you know, talk to Andy Pettit about that. Talk to a lot of pitchers. They want the win. It helps them motivate themselves. It helps them thrive. 
And Jordan Montgomery, it sucks to see that we're sitting here on May 25th as I record. As you're listening to this episode, it's May 26th on Thursday. And Jordan Montgomery is 0-1. He's got no wins. It's May 26th as you're listening. So it's got to suck. I feel so bad for him because he's pitched very well. He's pitched really well. He's allowed three runs or less in each of his nine starts. He's got an ERA in the low threes, and he still doesn't have a win. I don't know. Some people attribute it to his low energy, his body language. I don't know. It's got to. Is is there like somebody? Is there a conspiracy theorist out there who can tell me what's going on here? Because it's gotten to a point where remember, it's not just these nine starts. Last season, all of last season, very much the same theme. I don't get it. Also. Again, this game, you see Aaron Boone. Boone does the the whole Monty bullpen clean innings nonsense. Again, it it happens every time. He gets the reliever up, but Monty goes back out. He allows the hit, and then the reliever comes, comes in the game. How many times does Boone do this? I don't understand why he goes with this approach. Like, is he trying to... Is he trying to steal outs? Is he being extra cautious? I don't get it. But just call it six. It would have been six innings, one run. Great, great start. And, you know. Or if you're going to let him go back out there, let him go back out there. Give him a longer leash. Because Monty's been one of the few Yankee pitchers who... He's probably the one with the shortest leash, leash for some reason. Let him work through that hit he gave up. Like, just it's, it's maddening to me. The relievers coming into a game so often with men on base. Let them get clean innings. Uh, Michael King pitched. So he pitched two-thirds of an inning. All right, 0.2 innings. Allowed two hits, three runs, a walk in there, no strikeouts, a home run, and got the blown save. So he gets beat up against the Chicago White Sox the other night, right? The doubles game with, with three doubles. Um, he's been relying heavily on that four-seamer. Last night, very similar. He's getting hit hard again. But for some reason, he's just been going away from the sinker, I feel like. Rushman, the number one prospect, hits the four-seamer for a base hit. He walks Urias where he went away from the four-seamer, but then Odor cracks the shit out of that four-seamer, um, and then King is pulled. I don't know, man. He, he's missing location a ton. I don't, you know, maybe he's overworked because we've been relying on him so heavily. Now, he is young, and I made that comment the other day. That I might regret. You know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the innings do need to be a little more spread even. So maybe you give up the multiple innings thing with Michael King. Um, and maybe you just go one inning for him so you can get more games out of him this way. And better performance. I don't know. But he's been struggling. The ERA is up to, uh, I think, 2-9. Which is still very good for a reliever. But considering how great he was um, outside of two hiccups... It sucks. Um, sucks to see it go up that high. But um, Licky, Holmes, and Peralta, they were fine. No run surrender between those three. Um, yeah. I mean, Holmes was awesome in the eighth inning of that game. Ten pitches, nine strikes, one, two, three. I only think I think he only went one inning, ten pitches, because they wanted to save him so we could toss more tonight, which he did. Um, Schmidt looking very sharp in this game. 
another young arm who could be very key with Chad Green out, with Chapman washed and out, with Lasagna out, um, with King struggling at the moment. If Schmidt can keep doing what he's been doing this second time up with the team, that'd be great. He went two innings, no hits. Uh, I think one Manfred run scored, but nothing else outside that. No walks, gets a strikeout, and he got the win, I believe. He's now 3-2 and two with a 0.69 ERA. 13 innings pitched this season, just one earned run. So keep that up. Clark Schmidt looking great. Got a good curveball. Throws pretty high velocity. I like what I'm seeing. The Bats. Um, seven runs on 11 hits, four for extra bases. They were all home runs. Four walks, 12 strikeouts, two double plays hit into Judge. Three for nine in scoring position, nine left on base. Um, against Zimmerman specifically, he went six and a third. We scored four off him. We scored one off uh, Gillespie. Gillespie? Gillespie? Two off of Baker. One of them was earned. And the Keegan Aiken guy is pretty good. He kills us all the time, I feel like. Three walks. But he gets six strikeouts through two and a third. No runs allowed. He's pretty good. Um, But obviously the story in this game on Tuesday night, how could it not be Jose Trevino? And Jose Trevino is one of our two featured position players of the series. So claps for Jose Trevino. This series, I don't know why he didn't play the third game. I hate when Boone does that. When a guy's hot, a guy just has a big moment, he sits the next game. I get it. Higgy was just out a while. You want to get him an appearance in there. Um, but damn. Jose Trevino, though. Uh, this series in two games, he goes four for seven. Three singles, a home run. Four RBIs, two strikeouts, a walk. Seven total bases. Yeah, man, he's doing it. He He's doing it. Um, in his last... I think 13 games, he's batting 324. After that, I mean, I think he's one of, he's he's got, I think that was the game where he's become a fan favorite. You know? And he's been solid all season. It wasn't just one game. Like, we know about the catching, the pitch framing. Uh, he keeps the ball in front of him. We know how well he's handled the pitching staff. But we've been getting a few. Now, that, that's, that's another clutch hit from him. We've gotten a few this year. He's actually... Uh, 333 with runners in scoring position this season. He's 314 with men on base, and he's 444, 4 for 9, late and close. So, but how awesome was that? I mean, if you're watching that game, how awesome of a moment must that be to see Jose Trevino come through like that? And that was a moment where it was no accident, right? There was no accident. I mean, you're talking about. This is a this is a kid born in Texas. He played there. And on the same day of of the attack yesterday that happened, he goes out and he does this. I'm sure it, it, it you know hit him hard. And to cap it off, he does this on his late father's birthday. And he was talking about it in the interview how he and his father always used to go in the backyard and envision this moment of him in the Bronx hitting a walk-off for the Yankees. And he did it. So that's what he was doing. If you saw him pointing to the sky, rounding first base, going to second, during the walk-off in the bottom of the 11th there, he was he was pointing to his poppy. 
I'm not using that term. But it's the, poppy is what is what he was saying. Just just for you know clarity. Um, but that was amazing. That was such an emotional, cool moment. It was one of those moments where I I refuse to believe that as coincidental. Like I think that happened as as like it was supposed to happen. Whether you think the universe did it, God, the baseball gods, or I, I do think that was that was not a coincidence. That like things, certain things line up way too way too much for it to just be. Uh, it's just a coincidence. That was one of those moments where you're like, wow. And they were they were bringing up a good point. I was listening to Talking Yanks for a few minutes uh, before I hopped on here, and John Boy was saying like, "You always see these other journeymen who come to the Yankees talking about how they've always well not just journeymen but like players from other teams joining the Yankees, like talking about it, bragging about how they used to be a Yankees fan. They were Yankees fans their entire life, you know, Tulowitzki and the whole Jeter thing, Garrett Cole, the Yankee Stadium, uh, you know." Going there as a kid, bringing the sign, Yankees fan forever, whatever it was. IKF talks about being a Yankees fan his whole life. Like, guys brag about it right when they come here to make sure the fans you know, are in on them and stuff. Trevino didn't do that. He didn't play that card until this moment. Right? Like, you didn't hear about that stuff until you had to. So, you know, it's like a, he's a humble... Humble dude. He seems like a very humble guy. And, and a lot of Yankees fans like him. And again, it seems like Jose Trevino um, is becoming a fan favorite here. You know, it's it's funny. You know, because you get these guys out of nowhere, right? Credit to Cashman. Because the kid looks like a solid guy to have around. And, but it's just like we always seem to... Cashman always seems to go and get these journeymen who get off to slow starts in their career. But they come to New York and then they find it, right? Luke Voigt. Gio Urshela. Um, and now it's like it's like Nestor Cortez is one of those guys, and now Jose Trevino. I'm not putting him in the same category as those other three, right? He's not going to put up crazy numbers like those three did for us, are doing for us, but he's going to help your team contribute just as much because he's a great catcher, um, good veteran to have around the clubhouse, and he's been getting big hits. So you got to give him credit. And remember, we traded for this guy last second. He came last second, had to learn the pitching staff, and and we gave away Albert Abreu. I mean, that was I was against that. I was like, whoa, this is what we're giving up Abreu for? But um, yeah, it's funny how that works. So awesome, awesome to see Trevino get that moment there. Very much deserved it. So he is one of uh, the two position players, featured players of the series. Uh, Rizzo was one for three in this game. He had a home run, two walks. Glaber Torres two for five. Two home runs, three runs scored. Miggy Andujar, 0 for 5 in this game. He had the almost home run in the second. And then he had the fly out to right field late where he moved the runner over to third. Um, IKF had two hits. Also has been coming up. He's also been coming up clutch for the Yankees. Marwan Gonzalez was 1 for 3. Also had a walk in there. Floreal in game 2 looked pretty overmatched. Should probably send him back down. Actually, I think... I think they did after the game tonight. He just looks very overmatched. He needs to go back down. He he looks like dog shit up here. Um, go work on your shit. <laughs> I don't know. Judge, um, pretty brutal night for Judge in, in the middle game. You know, it was bound to happen. I mean, he's been so good. He was 0 for 5, two strikeouts, two double plays hit into. So he hit into seven 
of the 27 outs of the Yankees or 24. Um, Hicks had two hits, but you know, nobody cares because actually it was more than 24 outs. They went to extras. Uh-huh. Hicks had two hits, but nobody cares because once again, he continues to flop to fail to crash and burn when it matters. Wow. I mean, I have no, I have no more words left. You know, I'll just update you on the numbers. Okay. Um, this was entering tonight. Three for 26, 115 in scoring position. Five for 42, which I think he's five for 43 now after tonight. Uh, but five for 42, 199 with men on base. Three for 22, buck 36, late and close. <laughs> that one at bat um, in the middle game almost felt like he was doing it on purpose. It really did. Three pitches, three gigantic hacks, three absolute whiffs. And he does that all the time. He also got caught. He also got caught going from third to home, you know, going on contact during that ground ball in the 10th inning there. I don't know if that was him. I don't know if that was the Yankees telling him to go on contact. But at the time, I was giving him shit because he had a bad enough night to where, why not tack it on? He sucks. He's been pretty brutal. Um, but one of the things I did like was how the Yankees, at the end there, won the game via the base hit. Three consecutive singles. Right? I don't think that means anything. I don't think that's any indicator. Because that's you know this lineup is who they are. And I, I just think it was just refreshing. You had IKF base hit, Marwin Gonzalez base hit, Trevino base hit, all in a row. And that's the bottom of the order, folks. The so-called automatic outs produced there in the clutch. Uh, again, DJ was scratched, some injury news. Uh, he had the wrist injury. Uh, but they think he'll be good to go sometime in, in the first two games of the Tampa series. It's a four-game set. Stanton left after two at-bats for Floreal. Calf injury, uh, he's on the DL. Shocker. It's good to expect these things because when it happens, you can take it much easier. Uh, Boone did say in the postgame tonight that he's expected Stanton to, he's expecting Stanton to take the minimum 10 days. So that's good, you know, but take it with a grain of salt because the Yankees will say shit and then something else happens, I feel like. Uh, But, you know, hopefully. Higgy was reinstated, um, played tonight. Was one for three, uh, but we're still talking about game two. Uh, Gallo and Donaldson, I imagine Donaldson will be back soon. Gallo came back for game three. You know, they showed the graphic tonight in the third game. You know, all in five days, they showed all the injuries that happened in the last five days. It's pretty crazy how everything just happens at once. It's almost hard to believe. It's like they're trolling us because um, that's like so unrealistic. It is. It's unrealistic. Um, But listen, if they're truly a great team, the Yankees, they will find a way to win regardless. So I'm not going to make excuses for them. They still have plenty. They still got Judge. They still have Rizzo. LeMayu, if, you know, what they say is true, should be back. They still have Cole, Severino, Cortez is pitching tomorrow. Like, they got guys they should be able to, if they, you know, achieve the way they're supposed to achieve, they should be able to get it done. So, 
go beat Tampa at the Trop. That was one of my goals. I want to see the Yankees go to the Trop and win. L.A. after that, but they, you know, I'm not going to make excuses because they got some injuries. Every team deals with it, um, and the Yankees are supposed to be a team with depth. Um, let's talk about the third game of the series. The Yankees won tonight, as I'm speaking, on um, Wednesday. Game three. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, two nothing win. You know, no DJ, no Donaldson, no Stanton. So we were short a bit. So we weren't gonna, you know, didn't expect them to score a ton. Two nothing. JP Sears versus Wells. Sears making his debut. Um, the only time there was any scoring was in the fourth inning, the bottom of the fourth inning. The Yankees scored a pair when Miggy ripped a liner to left field. For an RBI single. It was one nothing, And then during the Gallo at bat. Miggy steals second. I think uh, that prospect Rushman. Throws the error to second base. And on that poor throw. Goes into the outfield. Glaber scores. So that makes it 2 nothing Yankees. And that was it. Um, it was just a game of pitching. J.P. Sears. Um, he's actually our featured starting pitcher. Of the series. Is J.P. Sears. Five innings pitched, no earned runs, five strikeouts, two walks, three hits. Uh, they were all singles, and 84 total pitches thrown. Yeah, man, I-, I loved what we saw from him. He got the win in his first major league start. I thought he was going to be like an opener or at most give you like 60-something pitches, four innings maybe. He went five innings, 84 pitches, got the win. So, you know, because they, they said during the game, I think they said 65 pitches was the most he's thrown this year down below. But it was a very much needed um, outing from Sears. We needed somebody to give us credible innings today, and he gave us more length than we thought, and he did not allow a single run. He was... Fastball slider today, throwing that 94-95 sinking fastball, uh, getting swings and misses with both pitches. and His location was fine. You know, at times he struggled with command, a couple of walks in there, but the defense did make him work extra early on. He had that botched double play between IKF and Glaber, which was brutal. Um, but it was, a good, it was a good performance. His family was getting interviewed by Ruko during his uh, start. His dad wanted nothing to do with, with Ruko. Um, and I actually think that um, along with Florial, I think I saw that J.P. Sears was also sent back down after tonight's game, which, you know, roster shit. Marinaccio. Great night for Marinaccio. Um, I'm hoping he could become something good here. He pitched two clean innings for the Yankees. No hits. Um... No walks, no runs, three strikeouts. He looked great. Litke was in after that. He looked good. Castro was fine. And Holmes, a couple of hits in there, but he got it done. They shut it down from there, those three guys. Uh, the Bats, two runs on six hits, one extra base hit. No walks. Jack Curry called the no walks thing in the in the pregame um, because of who was pitching for Baltimore. Five strikeouts and two for seven in scoring position, leaving four on base. Mickey Andohar led the team in hits tonight with two hits. Um, 
see if we can get the highlights up. Here we go. Miggy Andohar led with two hits. And, man, I, I really hope he produces. Like, I really, I want it so bad. I want Miguel Andujar to come up here and, and, and earn a spot. Like, I'm just happy to see him back up with the team. I, I loved, like, a few years ago in his rookie year, man, when he came up here, you know, batting just just under 300, contending for rookie of the year. He and Glaber in that 8-9 and nine spot in the order. Miggy was this line drive, doubles down the line hitter. Oh, man, big contact, squared up every time. He had that helicopter swing. I just loved watching him. I loved the line drive hitter, the doubles guy, the contact guy. I, I think he can hit. I hope he can still hit. I think he's a hitter. I really think it's there. Um, and, you know, one of the comparisons I made to him early on in his career was Alfonso Soriano. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think that's the type of hitter he, he is, where he's very aggressive up there and he squares it up. I don't know, man. He's just so fun to watch when he's on. So hopefully, hopefully he can he can finally start getting consistent reps here and show the Yankees, look, I, I can still hit. Um, and he's playing an okay left field too. He's not been tested a bunch, but he's making good reads and he's covering ground to his left, to his right. Made an okay play tonight going to his right. Um, yeah, I'm, I like what I'm seeing from Miggy Andohar. So he led the team with two hits tonight. Judge, Glaber, Marwin, and Higashioka, the other Yankees with the hit. Higashioka returned and went one for three. Uh, Glaber. Glaber looks good lately. You know, he's uh, the other featured starter or featured position player of the series is Glaber Torres, who went four for 12, two base hits, two home runs, two RBIs, four strikeouts, no walks, 10 total bases taken in the series. Yeah, man, I I love what I'm seeing from Glaber. Um, in the series, he raised his batting average 10 points. Just got to be consistent. He's just got to be consistent, right? His approach is there. He's going to center field a lot. He's going to right field a lot. That's there. I know he pulled a couple last night, but his approach looks a lot better. He's just got to keep the consistency, you know? Um, he also had some trouble in the field tonight a few times. Two plays early on. Uh, but, you know, I have a theory. Um, now, I know he's hitting right now in cleanup, and it, it's fine. But, historically speaking, he's struggled in that spot because he tries to pull the ball a lot, and he tries to hit home runs because he's batting four. And if he's like that, why not put him leadoff? Because I, I've, I've talked about how I like labor at leadoff, too. But if you're talking about mentality, bringing you know bringing a different approach to the plate when you're batting cleanup, why not bat him leadoff so he can have that? Maybe he can keep that consistent right center field approach if you put him one, right? Hey, I got to get on base for my team, so I got to be extra focused in here, take pitches that I need to take, try and draw walks if I need to, or just set up for a single to right field. Like maybe that's good for him. Maybe try leading him off in games where DJ isn't. Maybe you gotta slide DJ down to five because DJ's not hitting too well. Maybe I don't know. Like like while DJ has been out, like I I I would have much rather taken Glaber at that spot than Aaron Hicks. Like all those times Aaron Hicks has let off for us so far this year, they could have went to Glaber. I don't know, man. But um, yeah, he he's my other featured position player of the series. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, other here, other than that, I have Gallo return tonight. He was 0 for 4. It's all right. Hicks, 0 for 4. And he got lazy at the end of tonight's game. Uh, in a big spot, Hicks, jogging to a, to a bloop hit in center field. How many times has he done that this year? How many times has he done that in his Yankees tenure? It's hard to keep count. It's disgusting. It's pathetic. And I don't know why this guy is even on a major league roster. Hopefully, the Yankees can trade for Soto. Soto plays right. Judge plays center. And you you got your left fielder in Gallo. Stanton mixes in there occasionally. And you can tell Hicks to go go play golf. Because I know he loves golf so much. Oh my gosh, he sucks. Um... Good series, guys. Um, it's funny because I said I'd go 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and we're coming up on 50 soon. So we're going to wrap it up here. I got to get to bed. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 372 of BD4. I appreciate you stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one. Let's go to the trap and please win. Take three out of four at the very worst. Let's go show something. Let's let's make a statement and beat the share of the Rays because... I'm tired of of being the beta when it comes to the Yankees versus Rays. Let's go. Thanks, guys. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.